It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. And Susanna Wexby is cooking. Welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 4th of February, the 35th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 330 days left to celebrate in 2023. Today is a day we can all sink our teeth into, the International Day of Human Fraternity. It's a United Nations Day intended to promote cultural and religious tolerance. The resolution was co-facilitated by Egypt, the United Arab Emirates, Pope Francis, the head of the Roman Catholic Church, and Ahmed Al-Tayeb, the Grand Imam of the Al-Azhar Mosque in Cairo. The International Day of Human Fraternity festivities includes the Zayed Award for Human Fraternity, which, as the UN states, and I quote, recognizes individuals or entities anywhere in the world for their profound contributions to human fraternity. Past recipients of the award include Haiti's Foundation for Knowledge and Liberty, the Moroccan-French activist against extremism Latifa Ibn Ziaden, and Antonio Guterres, the current UN Secretary General. The honorees are awarded one million U.S. dollars for the continuation of their work in advancing human fraternity. The winners for this year will be announced later this month. Speaking of human fraternity, I have my radio brothers with me. Erwan Rome is behind the glass window in front of us at the control board. Hey, Erwan. And I've got the sweet Fitz, otherwise known as Michael Fitzpatrick, right here next to me. Raring to go with your delicious sound kitchen ingredients. Your answers to the bonus question on the listener's corner. Thank you, Susan. Delighted, as always, to be here. There's Olya's happy moment and music from Erwan too, but... Are you ready? I do hope so. And I hope so too, because it's... Time for the quiz. On the 7th of January, I asked you a question about the king of football, the Brazilian Pele. Pele passed away at the end of December, and RFI English journalist Paul Myers wrote about him in his article... Brazilian President Lula joins the mourners at Wake for football icon Pele. You were to reread Paul's article and send in the answer to this question. How many goals did Pele score throughout his career playing for Brazil, Santos, and the New York Cosmos? Michael, what's the answer? An amazing 1,283 goals. And when you think that those clubs 
our country, Brazil, Santos and the New York Cosmos were all first class. Well done, that man. And in addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question. What's the nicest compliment you've ever been given? Well, you'll hear the answers later in Listener's Corner, so do stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... By Listeners Club member Skafzal Hussein from Odisha, India. Skafzal is also the winner of this week's bonus question What's the nicest compliment you've ever been given? He wrote, I remember my best compliment very clearly. It was a compliment made to me by an animal. Yes, an animal. A few years ago, every day I took my lunch at the same hotel. One day a stray dog came up to me and I gave her my leftover food. She came back every day and every day I would feed her my leftovers and sometimes I would buy her some biscuits or some bread. I knew she was a female because I saw her round belly. I said to her, oh, you're expecting puppies. When will you show me your puppies? One day I noticed her puppy bump was gone. I said to her, where are they? And she answered, boo, boo. So I followed her into a field, and after walking a while, she stopped, and I saw her five little puppies. She said, boop, boop, boop. I felt so proud and so complimented by her trust in me and told her that, yes, her babies were very nice. I went back to my office, but kept telling myself, that's the best compliment I ever had, and it came from a dumb animal. I thanked Allah for the experience. What a wonderful story, Scafzal. Your four-footed friend wasn't so dumb after all, was she? She talked to you in her way and knew what you wanted. Most importantly, she knew you as a good human because that is assuredly what your story tells about you. Congratulations, Scafzal. Also on the list of lucky winners this week are Nuriaz bin Zaman, who's a member of the RFI Amur fan club in Rajshahi, Bangladesh. Also from Bangladesh, but this time Kishoraganj, RFI Listeners Club members Shaira Hosun Mo and Ashural Islam Tamim. And last but not least, Rashid Dahmani from Sila, Algeria, who is also an RFI Listeners Club member. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. Greve. That's a word foreigners learn quickly in France. It means strike. And we're in the midst of what looks to be a pretty ferocious period of strikes. You've heard all about it. The government insists the age for retirement must be pushed up from 62 to 64 and has said it will not budge on the age issue. They argue that the pension fund will be in deficit by 20 billion euros by 2030. Alison Hurd did a story on the reform for her Spotlight on France podcast, which she produces with Sarah Elzis. Alison focused on how the pension reform will affect women, upon whom it appears will weigh more heavily, especially nurses, teachers, and childcare workers. 
I want you to listen to Allison and Sarah's latest Spotlight on France podcast. The show's on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages, and of course on our website. And answer me this. What is one option proposed by the opposition which the government has refused outright? Again, take a close listen to the most recent Spotlight on France podcast or reread Allison's article, French Women Protesting Pension Reform Say Another Way of Working is Possible. And answer me this. What is one option for keeping the pension system from debit, which the government has refused outright? You'll find the Spotlight on France podcast, as well as a link to Allison's written article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages. Michael, what's this week's bonus question? Who is your role model? Who inspires you, makes you want to be like them? And can you tell us why? So, who do you look up to? Who is it that you would most like to emulate? Tell us, who is your role model? And as we say always at this time in the program, we're happy to hear your ideas for future bonus questions. So, make sure you send them in to us. Well, at 61, I really just want to be me, but... I would like to be like the Dalai Lama, really. <laughs> he is so wise, so calm, so cheerful, full of love. I'd like to be like that. Well, I wouldn't mind being George Orwell, the English journalist and writer. He believed in clarity, simplicity and truth. And those seem to me to be useful, not to say essential attributes for a journalist. George Orwell. You have until the 27th of February to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 4th of March to hear if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a ms, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336-3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. It's EPOP time. The EPOP video competition is ready for your videos. The EPOP video competition is sponsored by the RFI department Planet Radio, the department whose mission is to give a voice to the voiceless. EPOP focuses on the environment and how climate change has affected ordinary people. You are to create a three-minute video about climate change, the environment, pollution, told by the people it affects. So put on your thinking caps and start filming. You don't need fancy video equipment to enter the competition. Your phone is fine. And you do not need to be a member of the RFI clubs to enter. Everyone is welcome. 
And by the way, the prizes are incredibly generous. Go to the EPOP page, epop.network slash en, to read about past competitions, watch past videos, and read the regulations for your entry. You can also write to us at thesoundkitchen at rfi.fr and we'll forward your email to Planet Radio. Again, the EPOP information page is at epop.network slash en. That's epop.network slash en. The competition closes on the 20th of March, so get to work. We expect to be bombarded with entries from the English speakers. Time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Michael. Today you'll hear the answers to the bonus question, what is the nicest compliment you've ever been given? For Father Steve, it was from his primary school sports master when he performed a beautiful header at a football match. Is a header when they hit the ball with their head? It looks like that would hurt. It, it can do, but uh, not if you do it properly, and I'm sure Father Steve did it great. And uh, frankly, you just keep letting us know how little you know about the game of football. <laughs> Malik Ala Bashaya Kokar's best compliment is when, as he wrote, people talk about the great crops in my garden. Radhakrishnai Pillai wrote this. When I was at college, I won a state-level essay competition on World Health Day. The competition was held by the Department of Health and Family Welfare in Kerala State, India. It was the Honourable Governor of Kerala himself who presented me with my award. When I came back to school, I showed the award to the principal, Professor Gamati Amma. He blessed me with nice words and also gave me a lovely nickname. I still feel it was one of the nicest compliments in my life. An academic story is also Kondakar Rafikul Islam's memory of his nicest compliment. Kondakar wrote, When I was 15 years old, I took my secondary level final exam. It was my first government level examination. When the results were announced, I scored the highest. I came first among 1,400 students. My head teacher, the late Gias Udin Modal, said to me, You brighten our faces, our school, your family and your society. May God bless you with every step you take. That day was not only one of the happiest of my life, but the compliment from my teacher was also the best I've ever had. Vladimir Gudzenko wrote, Many people have given me nice compliments. They cost me a smile and a thank you, but I don't remember them at all. I didn't keep them in mind. But I do remember other compliments. They were not pleasant to me, but they put me in the right place. Here's an example. Please stop thinking you're smarter than everyone else. You're not the smartest. Yes, but it takes a wise human to know that you don't know everything. Rashid Damani wrote, While I was walking in the park one day, I bumped into an old friend whom I hadn't seen in years. He hugged me and we talked for a few minutes and then he said, You haven't changed a bit. You were always smiling then. You still are now. Honestly, I was so elated to hear those words. I like to be remembered like that. At the time, I was going through a fairly difficult phase in life and I took my old friend's words seriously. I realise that if someone sees this happy person in me, then that happy person is still somewhere and will come out again eventually. Smiling is helpful. It can help us feel better when we are down. Riaz Hussein received a surprise phone call one day from Radio Tashkent. The presenter said, Mr. Riaz Hussein, you are a regular and faithful listener and we honour you. That was the nicest compliment I have ever had. Oh, dear Fitz, we need to get on the phone. But in case you're not home when we call, we 
honor you, our dear faithful listeners. We sure do. And remember, everyone, this week's bonus question is, who is your role model? And if you have a bonus question idea, send it to us at the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. That's it for today's Listener's Corner. Thanks, everyone, for participating, and a special thanks to Sweet Fitz for hanging out in the kitchen with us. As always, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. It's the Sound Kitchen and Susan Owensby's cooking. Time to get happy with Ms. Olia Horton. Just take a pinch of inspiration, a bunch of good vibes, a drop of creativity and sprinkle it with sunshine and there you have the perfect recipe for a happy moment. Hello Sound Kitchen listeners, Olia Horton from the RFI English team. I hope you are well. This month's happy moment is all about the inspiring young generation. I recently had the opportunity to go to an international comics festival in Angolin. It was both my first time at the event, which is now in its 50th year, and the first time to visit this quaint French town set high up on a hill overlooking the Charente River. I wasn't sure exactly what to expect, but I do know that the French really love their comic books, what they call BD or Bande Dessinée. I have distant memories of reading Tintin as a child and Archie and Snoopy and Garfield comic strips in the newspaper, but I never really knew it was a thing. I clearly underestimated just how popular the comic book genre is with people of all ages and on a global scale. In the course of my visit, I was amazed to see that nearly every subject can be covered in the form of comics, from sci-fi to autobiographies, history, political satire and comedy, of course. There's literally something for everybody. What made me happy was seeing the young people's enthusiasm and joy over being at this festival with their families or friends or with their schools and even entering into the competitions. The stands were teeming with youngsters lined up to meet their favourite authors and have their books signed. Some of them even participated in one of the many drawing workshops available. Over in Manga City Pavilion, I spoke to Mimi, a young illustrator from Hong Kong, who was demonstrating how to make drawings using a computer and a magic pen. She was probably only in her early 20s and is already an up-and-coming star in this highly competitive arena of Japanese-style comics, which is extremely popular in France. On Thursday night, I attended the Youth Prize ceremony and was bowled over by the quality and diversity of the entries. There were cheers from young people in the audience who had participated as jury members and more cheers for those who timidly collected their prizes on stage. The youngest winners were two eight-year-old classmates who were a bit tongue-tied when asked how they came across their idea, but they were certainly thrilled to win Best Scenario for their mini-story about a sneaky squirrel who goes to a circus and meets an equally sneaky magician. It goes to show you're never too young to start. On Friday, I visited the Youth Pavilion and again was impressed by the creativity and imagination of the students from the special art schools aspiring to be part of the comic business either in book or audiovisual form. It was really invigorating to see that people can bring so much pleasure to others through drawing and writing. What about you? Do you have a happy moment to share with fellow Sound Kitchen listeners? Don't be shy. You can send them to the Sound Kitchen or get in touch through Facebook. You can leave a message on the Sound Kitchen answering machine or go ahead and record your happy moment. Send it to us attached in an email. All the addresses and phone numbers you need can be found on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, 
rfienglish.com. When you record, just make sure you hide under a blanket. It makes for better sound quality. That's all from me this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Olya Horton. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now. Thank you, Olya. You can hear Olya's happy moment on the first Saturday of every month. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to our sound engineer, Erwan Rome, for his input and his expertise in putting the show together, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about hunters in France. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's also a musician. He plays the conga drums. And this week, boy, oh boy, has Erwan been cooking up a storm. He's taken loads of ingredients, put them together in different ways, stirred and created a sonic postcard for us of different music from the pygmies. The pygmies are Central African foragers and live predominantly in the forests of the Congo, the Central African Republic, and Cameroon. Wikipedia notes, and I quote, Music is an important part of pygmy life, and casual performances take place during many of the day's events. Music comes in many forms, including the spiritual Likanos stories, singing and music played from a variety of instruments, including the bow harp, the ngombi, which is a harp zither, and the lembindi, which is a string bow. Erwan has also added to his mix hindehu, which is a style of singing and whistle playing where the performer alternately sings pitched syllables and blows into a single pitch whistle made from the twig of a papaya tree. It's used to announce the return from a hunt, as are many of their pieces of music. Many of the recordings Erwan has used were made by Simha Arum, a French-Israeli ethnomusicologist who is recognized as a world expert on the music of Central Africa, as well as Gilbert Rouget, the former head of the ethnomusicology department at the celebrated Musée de l'Homme. Rouget began his field recordings in the 1940s, a real trailblazer. Wow, Erwan. Thanks for this incredible dish. Enjoy these new savers, everyone. Talk to you all next week.
Oh, I die here. Oh, I'm 